Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Nougabelle podcast for my conversation with local musician and my good friend, DJ Cherry. Listen all the way to the end to hear DJ's awesome cover of Bon Jovi's It's My Life. Now, let's hop right into this week's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to the Nougabelle podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Um, on this episode of the Nougabelle podcast, I am here with DJ Cherry, who I met a long time ago at Frothy Monkey way back when. And now you're doing like this really cool music thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, like I was, br- I remember like browsing Facebook like right around Christmas and the Christmas carols medley you did. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, had no idea. I was like just making that for family. Um, always wanted to do it, and also was just tired of not doing music. So I was like, we'll just do this as a Christmas gift because I couldn't be home. For Christmas. And then it got like 3.7K views. Yeah. My jaw just dropped. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then my buddy who helped me do the video, he was like, "Uh, now you like actually have to do this. Yeah. "Uh." So it was good. It was accountability. Surprise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was just some of my favorite jams. And I Mm -hmm. just wanted to see if I could blur them all together, really. Yeah. Um, I saw it and I was like, wait a second. She does this music thing. Like, how did I not know about this? <laughs> oh, man. It's something I, I've always wanted to do, um, but just things, like, never really worked out. I did a softball my first two years of college, and I was kind of like Monsters University. I had this dream to go to college and get a degree, no matter what it took. And so music was just always, like, on the side, on the side. And then now, being done, I was like, why aren't we doing this? Because mm-hmm. now we have no excuse um so it's 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 a fun ride and so my buddy and I are just like you know what if it's still fun we'll keep doing it we'll put out some videos he's got all the recording equipment um so he's pretty awesome not gonna lie yeah it works out awesome how did you get into music oh wow um (laughs) it's like a long long time ago (laughs) so my family just loves we love like movies and music all forms of art um it's definitely the best way to describe us and my sister Brianna is a violinist. I was a violinist. Yeah, uh, it's a great way to start, actually. <laughs> now I'm like, if I have kids, they're gonna play the violin. They like it or not? I'm kidding. Do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in California, there's like a he- really big music program where, like, fourth grade, you can do orchestra, and um, so I naturally did violin because my big sister did. And then fifth grade, we needed string bass. And I just loved the way that thing looked, standing mm-hmm. upright, feeling really cool. But the only way I could do it was if I could keep one at home and one at school because my parents were like, no, we're not lugging that every day. Like, there's no way. And my teacher totally let us do it. So nice. then I made it to honors orchestra and just kind of like learned from that experience that I could really pick up whatever I wanted. And so my grandmother's guitar was one of those first things I really picked up, which is why it meant a lot to me to do a video with it. And just kind of been in and out, done a lot of random things. I used to play in a bluegrass group. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like started an acapella group one time. And so it's just, it's been 
quite the experience and now I think it's just fun to like we've had all these ideas for years in a box and let's just like let it flood and if there's a new thing do it too so mm-hmm. that's just kind of like the gist um my sister and I used to play together a lot growing up like my birthday gift to myself was we would go to my favorite coffee shop growing up and we would play music oh that's so, so that's cool. like just there's always been a sense of passion and um I think therapy for everybody in a mm-hmm. way yeah, I totally relate to the orchestra thing. I was the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It was weird, like, moving out here, everyone does, like, bands. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, really threw us off. We're like, we moved outside of Nashville originally years ago, and we're like, okay, cool. And then they're like, no, do you play band? And she was like, no. <laughs> it's like, what happened to orchestras? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way. I picked up violin in third grade where I was living at the time, and they had the same thing. It was third grade you started you could do orchestra in third grade or you could wait till fourth grade and do band or chorus but I already knew that we were moving at the end of the year and where we were moving to they didn't start music until middle school and I was like well I don't really want to wait so violin it is yeah and then I did violin for 12 years that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's I, so rad. I miss it. I've got it in my closet over there, but I never take it out anymore. Uh, honestly, the if you have it out like in your living room, you'll play it more. I guarantee it. If you take it out of the closet. And just like sit it in the corner. Yeah. Corner. You're like, this is my decoration slash I'm finally starting to use it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like one of those things where if it's out and about, you, you do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to catch myself on that too because then I'll just leave it locked away like I've done. Yeah. (laughs) So. I took it out actually not too long ago. I didn't play it, but I took it out just to like look at it. I was like, I haven't taken this out in like two years. The strings are going to be disgusting and all the strings were just like flat and everything. And I was like, all right, well, time to learn how to restring this. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Um... My middle school orchestra, we had, like, the one girl bass player. Yeah. And everyone, there's always one. There's always one. And, like, she was just such a badass. Like, everyone just thought she was cool because she was the girl bass player. That's awesome. And I mean, not to, you know, not to brag. <laughs> we're pretty cool. We're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about this acapella group you started. Because acapella is something that has always, like, super intrigued me. And I admire it so much because... It's literally just all voices. <laughs> and my concept of acapella is like pitch perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those movies are my jam. Uh, my family hated how much I repeat those playlists. But um, <laughs> so I feel you. I'm like, this movie is designed for me. Um, yeah, no. So we uh, moved to Tennessee from California in like middle school years. Mm-hmm. And um, my eighth grade year... There's this really awesome teacher, Lindsay Wells, and she started an acapella group. And it was one of those things where it was like during school time, so you could still be an athlete. Because that was always my problem was I was on some sport team playing some sport and couldn't couldn't win at all. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but she started this acapella group, and it was awesome. I was an alto. Um, had a great time. My first solo was oh, nice. um, Bad by Michael Jackson. Because nice. I really wanted to say your butt is mine as a kid. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. And I still do. Because, um, <laughs> you know, age is the only number. <laughs> so, um, But it was great. And then when I went to high school, which was literally across the street from where I went to middle school, um, I was in an honors program where we like we need volunteer and community service hours. So I would just go back to middle school and work with like whatever kids wanted to work on small pieces on the side or just to like be there and 
contribute in some way. We tried to start one at the high school. It just wasn't successful. And then I was in the bluegrass group. Uh, never liked bluegrass ever. Being a Southern Californian, didn't really know what it was. All sounded the same to me. because it is. But um, <laughs> it is, but it's a fun time. And I actually stuck with that for like six years. We did like community service projects really. So we played a lot of like churches, nursing events. Mm-hmm. And then we got this super cool opportunity to play at this huge, I think it was like Methodist church um, convention where it was 2,000 people. You had like the backstage room where they served you tea. It was just like insane. Um, so that's been my biggest crowd is that. And it was so much fun. And that's like where I got to learn to play dobro, uh, really started training my ear for harmonies. And to the point where I trained myself so hard on harmonies, when I was told to start singing lead, I like forgot how to do that. <laughs> Um, so shout out to Ms. Underwood for having lots of patience with me because I was like, I'm just so used to the other thing now. I'm so sorry. You have to like retrain yourself. You really do. And now after last night, I was like, I have to retrain myself to like, just not think about it and Mm -hmm. just have fun. Um, I think we all need that reminder at some point in life. So it really is retraining, but it's just like whatever I could get my hands on was Mm -hmm. always all about it. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. That's that's where the acapella, I have a huge love for it. And that's also where being able to do different harmonies came from. Super weird, but my sophomore year of college, I woke up one day and I couldn't breathe at all. It was super crazy. Um, it was like beginning of the year, January, and turns out my tonsils were like hugging each other so much Ooh. out of nowhere. I was always told they're kind of big, but never like, oh, you should get them out. And literally woke up, couldn't breathe, and was told like that week they had to be removed. And so I missed, like, the opening tournament because I was still playing ball at the time, but I doubled in range. And at the time, I had two extra hours that I didn't have class to take, so I took piano and voice as a little, like, treat myself. And I'm very lucky. Uh, Amanda, that was she was my teacher at the time, was like, okay, like, here's what we're going to do. And you have to learn, like, your voice changes um, in your head, too. You know, like, you sound different. And then you also were like, I had to relearn everything because I sang so low um and then when after that surgery and when I could actually talk I started like what was originally my comfort zone is now like the bottom of what I can sing wow um so the acapella ear just kind of helped relearn like how we can sing and then I had to build that confidence back up because I was like I don't know what I sound like anymore and I'm just like embrace it who cares Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's been really cool it's been quite the evolution (laughs) Piano was one of those instruments that I always wished I'd learned. I took maybe six months of lessons one summer when I was in high school. Because I was like, oh, I've been doing violin long enough. Like, I know the music theory, but I really want to learn piano. So I took lessons long enough that I could learn, like, all the hand patterns and everything. Yeah. And it literally lasted those six months. Because then, you know, junior year of high school, it gets crazy. and Oh, yeah. That's... I've... That's one thing I've always regretted is that I didn't stick with it. Yeah, I totally, um, I actually don't have a keyboard or anything. I used to sneak in the school, still do. Um, <laughs> everyone can look like a college punk. Um, <laughs> that's fine. And it was, it was great because I wasn't really good at it. Um, and I've always wanted to learn it. And so it's one of those things where I think it's great when people are like, I randomly started taking piano lessons because I'm like, it's cool. Like, do it. It's great exercise for your wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my my great aunt Jackie in Indiana, she like a lot of my family up there is very talented. Karen Todd and all of them, and uh, she can just like tickle the piano. And everyone's always like, "What?" And so my goal every time I see her is to get her on the piano because <laughs> I'm always <laughs> just like, 
amazed. And I'm like, man, if I could just play like that one day. Um, mm-hmm. Very far from it, but I like to dream and I like to strive. Yes. <laughs> That's where so everything starts. I feel starts. you on that. Yeah. I'm like, it's been quite some time since we played, but it's amazing. Yeah. So you've done all of this. And now you are recently getting back into going to open mics and playing around town. Oh, yeah. Um, Did it for a little bit and then took a break. um, Just, like, got busy. Wasn't balancing life out well. And then I recently, like, went through this crazy, like, let's have random life happen to you. Um, And it just kind of sparked a flame. The biggest, like, realization I had was I lost my Grams, who was a super awesome woman. And I remember one of the things she told me, even as a kid, I didn't really take it in. And now I'm like, we're taking it in way more than ever, <laughs> is um, do it while you're young. And she was like, go skiing while you can. You know, like all these things, like while your body can, your mind. And um, I was like, you know, what? you're right. Like, let's just do it while we're young. Like, let's do it while we don't have anything staying in our way. And also, like, if you love it, why aren't you doing it kind of thing? And I just finally was like, okay, we're just going to do it. And um, so I... Took a step back and I literally sat down at like Mad Priest, I think, with my buddy Morgan. And he was like, okay, like what's been like keeping you from doing things? And I was like, I either do too much or too little. I'm right in the middle of type A and type B personality. Same. (laughs) It's like, what are your pros? All these things. And you're like, what are your cons? And it's the same thing as your pros. And you're like, okay, cool. That was really helpful. Um, So sometimes I just like, with music, it's kind of like a perfectionist, like, I just want to record it again, record mm-hmm. again. Um, I was part of a pilot class my junior year of high school for audio engineering, and I would just stay in there for hours. I was like, one more time, one more time, another, another this, another that. And then finally they're like, it's a 17-track song. Send it. Like, just stop. <laughs> it's already great. And I was like, okay. So I learned, like, I would make it too hard and set up goals for myself that were just not, like, measurable. Um, so now it's we're doing the first two Mondays. We'll go record and, like, try to get videos ready. And then the last two Tuesdays of the month are to go to open mics again. Nice. That way it's, like, okay, we're still doing it. And, like, we're going out and we have time to prepare. And also push me because I'm really bad at practicing. <laughs> um, and it sucks because it's, like, if you did, you might sound okay. I don't know. So I'm trying to get better at that, too. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited. Practicing was – I went through phases. There were times when I was, like, really adamant about it. And then times where I just, like, that was the last thing I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And it always boiled down to just I wasn't excited about what I was playing. That's a good point. Like, if I had Bach in front of me, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. But, like, Beethoven, Moot, sorry, I had, like, a 10-minute Beethoven solo that I was like, I will play this until the cows come home. <laughs> but you put the Bach double in front of me, and I'm just like, no, go away. I want none of this. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I always am like, oh, I want to read. And then I'm like, I don't want to read. And I look at the book, I'm like, this might be why you don't want to read. <laughs> so I totally get that. Be like, oh, this might be why the whole yeah. time. Do believe in seasons for a reason, but... <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, so... We kind of mentioned this a little bit before I turned the mic on, but you did an open mic at Tremont the other night, which is an awesome place, by the way. Um, (laughs) And I was watching said video when I was at work today, and you do this really cool thing where you improv. (laughs) And I kid you not, I was like dying at my desk at work today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I have this weird, fun 
niche for just improv. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those annoying people where I don't, I used to not realize I sing all the time and um, still don't. And sometimes I'm like at work, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So I'm like talking about something serious. I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's just how my mind works. Um, but yeah, just, I have a good time. I just, words just flow. And I jokingly, I call my friends and I leave them voicemails of whatever it is I was originally trying to talk to them about, but I'll just have a beat going and I'll just sing them something to the point where now no one, no one like answers their phone because <laughs> they just want me to leave a voicemail. So I kind of backfired. So I stopped doing it for a little bit because I was like, no, I really need you to call me back. But then I brought it back and I was like, you know what? We'll just do it. So usually it's about like three topics because you can kind of weave that in and, diff- you know, I never pay attention to what chords I'm actually playing, but it just kind of happens. And that's just usually like, just really good at randomly making up stuff so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to keep the improvs alive for the mic nights and then like the songs I do short bits of those will be like the full videos awesome. on the page is I think my new goal on that so yeah. I'm really excited but improv is just a weird <laughs> gift um if you if you want to grace me with that word <laughs> but yeah it's it's a lot of fun you never know what people are gonna say either like last time when I was at Trima it was just like Way too long ago. I think it was like a year-ish. Um, someone said cats. Someone said undertow. Um, <laughs> and I was like, is, is that? Like last night I was like, oh, you said cribbage? They're like, no, cabbage. I was like, please say cribbage or something. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to fit cabbage into this? But you never know what's going to work. Yeah, I heard them all. It was like algebra, sex, and cabbage. I was like, this is going to be real good. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll see. And if it's bad, I'm like, well, I just made it up, literally. So, <laughs> No harm, no foul, right? Yes, yes. Um, have, have you ever heard of the, I guess you could call them band, they're a duo, but Time Flies? No, I haven't. Okay, so they got, as far as I know, some, some Time Flies super fan will have to correct me on this if I'm wrong, <laughs> but they got their start on YouTube, and they're both, like, DJs, producers, and they did a lot of, like, improv stuff. And one of the ones, the, like, video slash song that, like, got me hooked on them was right around when the, like, Mayan calendar ended and the, everyone thought the world was going to end. Good times. So, Not really. <laughs> so they did, like, an improv version uh, based on Die Young by Kesha. <laughs> and they just had, like, a bowl of pieces of paper with, like... <laughs> different like apocalyptic like movies songs books everything and they were just rapping and improving based on it and they turned it into this like medley with die young by kesha that is awesome i'll send it to you when (laughs) i'll send it to you when we're done it is awesome i'm into it that sounds cool i know um, i was catching up because i randomly i have not listened to every podcast in order sometimes i just like do things random sometimes i have to go from like (laughs) this one to the next one but I was listening to one um, where you mentioned the piano guys. It yes. Was, it was a guy that does a camp house. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I love the piano guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, they're like one of those random things that if anyone heard my workout playlist, they'd be like really like freaked out. But they're on there. Like, <laughs> I believe it, though. <laughs> they're great. I believe it. They've got some stuff that I could like, I could see being good for like running or lifting or something oh yeah some good rhythms for sure their cover of what makes you beautiful by one direction (sighs) is like my favorite thing in the world it's so pretty it is so good i love them and like the number of sounds you can get out of a piano that aren't 
just like playing the keys blew my mind it's insane yeah it is they're one of those people where if i saw them live i'd probably like cry the entire time like when i saw hamilton i just cried the entire time like (laughs) i can't believe i'm here yeah (laughs) that was how i was the last time jimmy eat world came to town i was just like (laughs) sobbing throughout the entire show i'm like yeah that's awesome um so let's talk a little bit more about the open mics another yeah you were talking earlier about um your goal for 2019 is to do more of them. Yes, to do more of them. I've done some, which I haven't, like, looked at the page, but Courtney used to run open mics over... It used to be the Reverie Room, mm-hmm. the Songbirds, yep. whatever stage now. I don't remember their new name, but everyone knows it's the Reverie Room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's that place. They're like, yeah, yeah, I went there for the Road to Nightfall finals a couple weeks yeah. ago, and that was the first time I'd been there since it's no longer Revelry Room, and I was like... This is so weird. It is really weird. But they did a really good job with the space, so. Yeah, I did open mics there um, over last summer. Uh, usually they're, like, on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, we'll see how it goes. We'll just change it up or whatever. But I think the first step is going, getting on the stage, and the second step will actually be sounding good and go to other. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, get, get a good rotation. But Tremont is always, like, a... Really fun time, Mm -hmm. and they have great burgers, um, so you just never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, Tremont always comes up in the conversation for best burger in Chattanooga, and that's a can of worms I love to open. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I always, like, have my favorite, like, when I crave this, this is where I go, or, Mm -hmm. like, or I can't get anything else because I already told myself I was going there, so that's what I'm craving. (laughs) I do that too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm the, my boss is like, you always eat Caesar salads. I'm like, that's just what I'm craving. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do you get nervous at all for open mics? Um, a little bit. There's there's moments where I like I prepared like this song and this song, and then I get up there and I do the complete opposite mm-hmm. um, because I just like I really can feel like the vibe, or um, just like the atmosphere and. I always think I won't do improv, but then I'm, it's just so much fun. And I mm-hmm. think it's nice to have, like, some interaction. And uh, so, yeah, I always, <laughs> a little bit, I'm like, ooh, nervous. And I'm like, whatever. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, I always joke, like, you can put earplugs in if you don't want to hear it kind of thing. So <laughs> that one never gets old. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit. It's, for some reason, I have a harder time playing a smaller crowd um and like on video because on video you're like well that looked really awkward redo the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then I learned with smaller crowds you can make more eye contact um which is like I'm like oh 2,000 people fine but like 20 people I'm like oh man like that's a little harder or like they can actually hear you so if you are missing them they're like (laughs) yeah that was cool not really (laughs) so sometimes uh so that's the goal is like get back at it and uh just remember to have fun kind of thing and, and just like do the things you want to do in life. It's mm-hmm. definitely been a huge lesson for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are some of your favorite like genres and styles to play across the board and for open mic specifically? Oh man. Um, Loaded question. I yeah. <laughs> I should have like started with yeah. that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love a little bit of everything. Um, I always joke if like my friend and I would share Spotify and if they're on it, I'll go to my Apple iTunes, which is like fair game and I always joke whoever's in the car I'm like I have no idea what's gonna play because <laughs> it's on shuffle and literally listen to everything um my favorite like I love the oldies I'm a sucker for them mm-hmm. my parents we they like did a really good job educating me on that I will 
definitely give him that credit. <laughs> and so like a lot of stuff like It's My Life and everything, it's just like, oh man, like I love that song. And I always vision like doing something. I love completely changing something. Mm-hmm. There's some that you're like, you want it to sound the same, but then the whole point of like being you is that you can do it different. Um, so there's some stuff I've always like in my head, I'm like, oh, it would sound so cool if it was like this. Um, so I kind of like steer a lot to the oldies and a lot of people like old, like most of the oldies or know them. Uh, but lately I've finally gotten better about listening to like pop or like a little bit of this and that and a little bit of rap. Um, so last night I mashed uh, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, which is a rap song, and um, Dancing on My Own. nice uh yeah it was just it just happened one night my friend it was really cool my friends have been sending me music they like want to hear or they're like you do a good job this song which is awesome and i like it's helping like sometimes you get stuck in a rut where i'm like oh i just listen to this or like when in doubt listen to sarah borellas because she has everything for you (laughs) like she's got all the feels um i love her personally um she's amazing but uh, it was cool. And so now I'm like, okay, we'll have like a good mixture of like, we've got this. Because um, I naturally just want to do oldies. But I'm trying to challenge myself to do like a little bit of everything. But there's some stuff people are like, wait, you want to do what? Like, I want to do a Linkin Park song. Why not? You know? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so just stuff like that. Um, there might be a Post Malone one coming up. I just think it's funny. Nice. And as long as I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. But those are I stick to. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of the guitar because it's more comfortable. Um, I don't have like all the instruments that I can play and also I'm probably not even good at playing them anymore. <laughs> I have a cello, but I'm, it's, uh, going to take a lot of rust, uh, work to get that off and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been really lucky. Like I had this weird, just random people in my life have given me instruments. Um, <laughs> so like to me, they're like my children, like they're the most like valuable. I'm always like, you can take whatever you want from my life. Just don't, don't touch my guitar. And I generally mean it. I have, um. One that my sister and I shared that, like, this guy gave to my mom because he's like, I hear your kids play music, so we're not using this. And then my dad walked up with a guitar one day that his, like, co-worker made. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's just, like, really, like, random. My sister's boyfriend at the time gave me his mandolin because he's like, you seem like you'd use it. And that's how I also got the cello. You know, it's just, like, really <laughs> random. Like, you just acquire it. Yeah, it just happened. So that's why I was like, okay, I made, I had this, like, pep talk to myself in 2018. I was like, okay. If you do not, like, play music or do this, by the end of 2019, you have to get rid of them. Because mm-hmm. my attitude is, like, what's the point of having an instrument if you're not going to play it? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I highly recommend you, like, put it out so you see it. And so that kind of, like, lighted a fire flame. I mean, I was like, okay, we really don't want to get rid of this because, um, you know, it just, it's a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> so just a little bit of everything. And um, my goal is to accomplish, like, especially with Morgan, I call any video I do with Morgan will sound great because he has good equipment and also he, like, makes everything look awesome. <laughs> so my goal is to do, like, a different instrument and a different genre. And then I'll feel, like, complete inside if we do. Like, I've been dying to do a jazz song. Ooh. Um, I love jazz and, like, swing, just stuff like that. So we'll, we'll work our way around. Awesome. So. I love that. I love your <laughs> ambition. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> A thing that I was going to ask about earlier while we were on the topic, but we're going to circle back around to it. Oh, yeah. So the, um, and this is a more, like, technical thing, but the Christmas acapella one that you did, it's you singing, like, all the harmonies and then layered all over each other. Yeah. Which, I love that kind of stuff. And when I saw the video, when you, like, you posted it, it starts with, like, just you, and then all of a sudden there's two of you, and I'm like, whoa, she's (laughs) doing this. Um... 
So, like, indulge me a little bit. Like, how does something like that get made? So, you start out with one mm-hmm. and go to the next. Typically, when you do vocals, you start with the lead. Okay. And then you go to the next. So, I usually do um, lead, high harmony, and then the, the low part. Um, because now I've done so much high harmony that the low part's a little bit harder. So I have to have the other two pieces there to like realize where I'm at or I'll be like in a completely different key. Um, so I'm like, okay, but that's how it starts. Um, and it starts with a lot of patience from whoever's helping you record it. Um, but yeah, it starts, starts with the lead and then you work your way up and around. And that's why, um, we try to make it look like we filmed it on different nights and we filmed it in one, um, that's why there's different hats is a joke. Like nice. that way it's like a new, like you don't realize or like something has changed. Um, but yeah, start, you start with the lead to kind of like build your, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. And if you do other instruments, you start with like, if it's a band, you, you do like drums or whatever. So you just work away. Now I'm like, I don't know if I have to play guitar at the same time as sing or if I have to start with like the guitar. So I'm like relearning how to mm-hmm. do that when I do the next couple of videos. But that's so when you sing like, when you've done the lead and you're going to sing the high harmony, do you listen to yourself singing the lead while you're doing the harmony? Or Yeah, and that's sometimes, like, everyone's hardest part is always listening to themselves. <laughs> and singing against themselves. <laughs> and singing against, yeah. And so I always have to be like, okay, play one more time, because I almost feel like um, Aretha Franklin, I can't sing it the same way twice. Um mm. Because I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. Or, like, I didn't remember I did that. <laughs> Either or. So you have to, like, listen to it. And that's why there's a couple parts where I was like, oh, oh, do it again. I was like, <laughs> it's like I forgot. Or I forgot what harmony I was doing. I'll all of a sudden be low. Uh, what's really fun is, like, when you sing with someone else, like, a lot of times uh, I'll get Jake Lowens from Burning Drafts to play. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're local to Chattanooga. Awesome. Um I'll just, like, go high and up. I'm like, yeah, you do lead. And then I'm like, I'm secretly going to do whatever I want. <laughs> it's like, just don't listen to me. So that's, like, another problem is I'll just, like, I'll be in one and I'll go up, but it's fun. So now I'm just trying to be like, okay, to make it sound good, you do this part. Okay, now you do the next part. All right, all right, now we now mm-hmm. we can do that. So it is, it is difficult. Um, and it's now it's really hard when people are like, I'm watching your video and you're right there. I'm like, I need to leave the room. <laughs> like, I just, you don't understand. <laughs> Just can't. I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a training, and that's why um, when we put up the lean on me, I originally did that before I did the Christmas video. Oh wow! Um, because we were like, I was trying to get back into it, but I was always like having to cancel. And then that Christmas video, I literally was like, okay, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just singing. I'm doing it. I'm coming over tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just doing it. And that's why it was like such a shock that it like actually sounded good and like (laughs) had all these reviews and stuff i was like whoa like literally just did that and thought of it like in the car the day before wow we're just doing this um so yeah it's just a crazy time it's always hard to i don't i don't know if it ever gets easier but you just try to get better about it if anything (laughs) i'm just like yes i feel like i feel like i'm like nerding out with you a little bit this is awesome yeah (laughs) Because I bet, like, especially, like, doing this, like, you hear yourself. Or, like, for me, I'm always like, oh, that was, I'm always like, why did we play that note? That was mm-hmm. dumb. Or I'm always like, oh, why did we say that? I'm always making, like, a fool myself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that was cool. And they're like, that wasn't funny. I'm like, well, I'm still laughing. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Learning to be able to listen to myself when I started doing this, I was just, 
I, I had no choice. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can, like, mute myself and edit a podcast. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to learn to love listening to myself. It's it's definitely a sense of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah, it's just grace. Yeah. Giving that to yourself. We, like, all, I think, are secretly our worst critic. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a matter Especially of how much. Especially artists. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I think it's definitely how much we just, like, okay, we either, like, calm that part down or that voice in your head, how to review it. And just like, you know what? Nike, we're just doing it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> we're here. And that's great. Yeah. You were talking earlier about like that sense of perfection. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing that I struggled with when I first started was I wanted everything to sound perfect. And then yes. I just got to a point where I was like, it doesn't matter. That's like what kept me like, if you, this is like really embarrassing. If you look back to where the page started, it was like years ago. I just never like put anything up consistently mm-hmm. or like actually put anything up because I was like, it's not good enough. Or like, it's not this high quality video. And mm-hmm. finally I was like, you know what? Like it takes time and just do it. So I might as well like put up like, oh, this might sound bad, but at least it's up there. Yeah. You know? It's like, so it's, it's definitely like everyone has that sense and mm-hmm. things take time and uh, grow for sure. Yes. So. I feel you on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to change gears. We're going to play with my jar. Um, yes. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about the jar. But for my new listeners, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper and all sorts of fun things for us to talk about. So we'll each draw a few and we'll go from there. I'm nervous. Oh, my. That was perfect because that way. Um. Ooh. The spring flavor or flavors I'm most excited about is or are um, lemon and lavender. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I my have, gosh. I have lots of lemon lavender ideas that I can't wait to play with once I can get my hands on some food safe lavender. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, I don't have an answer that's cool at all. Um Yikes. When I think flavor in spring, I think bright, light, um, definitely lemon, citrus. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to make protein bars lately, and now I want to make, like, fruit bars. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can tie some of that into my spring flavor for the year. But right now, I'm very lame. (laughs) Just, I have, like, a lot of honey in my life. (laughs) But lavender honey is good, too. But I feel like people do that in winter. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. Or, like... I think that's... Kind of like a year-round thing. It should be. Well, I'm making it a spring thing now. So nice. You're welcome, everybody <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, my favorite Girl Scout cookie is, oh my gosh, hands down, Thin Mints. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Oh, then maybe Taglongs, but Thin Mints are just, you can't go wrong. And you can only eat the box at one time. Yes. <laughs> um, I made a Thin Mint cheesecake this past weekend. What? And it actually... There are a couple things I would tweak if I made it again, but for the most part, I was pretty happy with it. Oh my gosh, I love cheesecake. I did, and it's the no, it's the no bake kind because I hate baking cheesecake because oh, it yeah. just never turns out. Right. Um, but I did like the crust is thin mints, and then my plan was to do like a three toned like ombre thing, and do like each like shade is like darker chocolate. Oh, and that didn't work out nearly as well as I thought it would, but it tastes good. So I was like, <laughs> all right, awesome. I'm cool with it. <laughs> That's so good. Like literally cheesecake is everyone like every year for your birthday, what do you want? I'm like, I just want to go get some cheesecake. Like, <laughs> you have no idea how much my heart you just had right there. <laughs> and Thin Mints, I'm like, That's a genius idea. Why did I think of that? 
Um, my favorite Girl Scout cookie is the uh, trifoils, trifoils, the shortbreads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm... Classic. They're, they're classic, call me basic, whatever, but <laughs> I can put Nutella on them. I can put peanut butter on them. I can eat them plain. That is true. Multipurpose. And then tagalongs are my second favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll close seconds right Yes. There. Excellent. Oh, you know what? I'll take one of these. That spilled over. What's your favorite hole-in-the-wall spot? Ooh. Um, would it be cliche to say Mike's hole-in-the-wall? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> couldn't resist it. Uh, <laughs> favorite hole-in-the-wall. Oh, man. In Chattanooga would definitely be... I have a love for the turkey burger at Sofa King Juicy Burger. You have to say it slow and not yes. too fast. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why. I just like love going there and getting that. And mm-hmm. not many people do, but I do. And then they're also like, why are you getting turkey burger? I don't know. Just is really good. But yeah, I would say that's my favorite like random little little niche place um, at the moment. I have not been there yet. I drive by it like almost every day. Haven't been there yet, but I hear their burgers are quite good. I hear their milkshakes are really good. Oh yeah. The key is like, I'm all about like this. It's like Thanksgiving, like everything. Like here's the key to this place. Like go to Aretha Frankenstein, split the pancake, then you can get something else too. But when you go there, it's to split the onion rings with a friend, get your burger and then get the small like milkshake. Um, because it's know. the nitrogen, so it's, like, super heavy and, oh. like, thick. Yeah, so most of the time you, like, end up taking half of it home, so you got to go for the small. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Pro tip. Um, my favorite hole in the wall, and I don't know if I would call it, like, a true hole in the wall, but, like, a hidden gem yes. would be River Street Deli. I actually haven't been. I've been a handful of times, <laughs> but quite good. Quite good. Nice, nice quick, easy little sandwiches. And then you can get them and just go eat them out in the park. It's great. That's even better, honestly. Yeah. It's like the way to do it. Um, what would your autobiography be called? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I had a really good... I don't know. I feel like the most random things happen in my life. Um Loki have been through like a lot of hardship, so it's like a really fun random story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably call it something like, uh, probably like calm chaos. Like I like that. It's a good. Sometimes there's moments where I was like, okay, like all this chaos is going around me, but we're staying calm, cool, and collective. Mm-hmm. Three important C's right there. Yes. Um, but you know, like it shapes you and it makes your character. And so if there's anything I've learned, it's to really, like, be grateful for, like, where you're at in your time of life and to enjoy what you have while you have it. And um, also, like, be thankful for the people you meet along the way mm-hmm. and understand that, like, people go come and go in your life. And um, season for a reason is definitely, like, my favorite quote right yeah. now. Um, sorry for saying it multiple times, but there, I really believe in that. And I think, like, music um shows that like there's a time where like all you listen to is this one album and now Mm -hmm. like when you hear it you're like oh my gosh like I was going through this at that time yep um and it's like either a great throwback or not but it's still like that memory that you've Mm -hmm. sealed it with kind of thing I have several of those yeah I have like that like oh like and that's like part of what's fun to play them now is I'm like okay like this used to be mean this to us and Mm -hmm. now we're just gonna let it let it be yeah so 
What about you? Um, so there's a little bit of a story behind mine. And I actually started writing this and then I stopped writing it. But I had a phase. When I moved to Chattanooga, I was still in a relationship with my college boyfriend. And we had been together for two years when we broke up. And my best friend from college was visiting one weekend. And he convinced me that I needed to try Tinder. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but like, fine, whatever. We had been drinking. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And I'll put it this way. I am not cut out for online dating in (laughs) any degree. Um, I I have some great, great stories from the two and a half weeks I lasted on (laughs) online dating. But I wrote, I actually wrote it as a medium article first or like a medium post or whatever. And then I was like, I could totally expand this. But it was Confessions of a Bad Online Dater. Oh my gosh, yes. And I started, <laughs> I, I had like three or four like complete stories and I had others outlined and I was like, one day I'm going to finish writing this <laughs> and it's going to be like Confessions of a Bad Online Dater and it'll lead up to like whenever I get married. <laughs> That's awesome. And I quit working on it after about six months and a part of me really wants to go pick it back up because it's so quirky and I mean there are just lots of things you can learn from (laughs) blind internet dates (laughs) it's definitely like step out of your comfort zone I've I've done it too um I'm the one I always joke that my life is like a movie um particularly Bridget Jones like yes I've, I've literally been walking and it's raining or something and a car will go super fast and I was covered by a puddle mm-hmm. like <laughs> I think more people have been friends on me on Snapchat just to see like what my life is like <laughs> I'm like this is my reality this is not just in the movies yeah. um, so I always picture my life in like a movie script um so I totally understand the like media but I was like the person it was, like, on a dare to do Tinder. It was uh, right when I moved to Chattanooga. And I was like, okay, this is, like, really uncomfortable. But, like, then we can say, like, we tried it. Like, yeah. we went way out of our comfort zone. And I think those, like, experiences where you just leap and you fall maybe at the ground, but you learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I made two friends from it. Like, <laughs> um, like we ended up, like, talking. We're like, look, like, you're just a really cool person. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's just, like, a crazy time. But, yeah, I definitely – it's, like, a – I don't know. It stresses me out a little bit, personally. The (laughs) very first person who came... The very first time I downloaded Tinder, when me and my friend were sitting at the bar at Flying Squirrel doing this. Flying Squirrel. um, Yes. Every other app I use, you swipe up or swipe down. So I opened Tinder and muscle memory kicked in. And I I swiped (laughs) up. You were, like, super, like... (laughs) Yes! And and then, like, my phone, it, like, flashed or whatever. And I was like, Danny... What does super like mean? And he just like lost his shit laughing. <laughs> and he was and he explained to me what it was and I was like, damn. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, all right, can I still like unmatch a person later? <laughs> and he was just like, You're precious. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cute. Yeah, have you um have you heard people like do bumble? Yeah. Okay, so that I like the <laughs> such a nerd right now. I followed the owner creator chick on um, LinkedIn mm-hmm. and like learned a lot. So then I ended up trying it. Like, cause I was like, it just like, she did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see what it was like. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different, and then you have to be the first one to say something. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like terrible at things, like, that don't involve us just being face-to-face. Yeah. Like, I'm always that person, I'm like, oh, let's hang out, like, get a cup of coffee and talk mm-hmm. about it. And then when you're 21, you're like, let's just get a beer and talk about yeah. it. You know, it's like, still would love to get coffee, but I understand you just want to get a beer. Right. Um, but yeah, like, it definitely props to you for, for trying it. <laughs> it was, it did not last very long. Yeah, it did definitely, <laughs> All right, let's do one more each. What color do we not? No, we've got all four colors. I know, I was just thinking. I was like, I should go for... Oh, man. Uh-oh. Confess your most unpopular opinion. Oh, wow. And I experienced something this past weekend that is now my most unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. Shake Shack is overrated. Shake Shack? Where is that? So, there's not one here. Okay. Um, It's like a national... I guess national, uh, fast food chain, like burgers and fries. A lot of people that I work with moved down here from New York. So they had Shake Shacks up there gotcha. and they were all just raving about it. And I was like, oh, well, I'd like to try Shake Shack at some point. And there's not one here, but there's one in Atlanta. And I went down to Atlanta this past weekend and I was like, oh, Shake Shack. I haven't had lunch yet. Like, I'll give it a try. I can't wait. I was so excited. I like texted a bunch of my friends. I was like, y'all, I'm getting ready to try Shake Shack. I'm so excited. And they were like, <laughs> really? (laughs) They're like, okay, let us know what you think. And it was so disappointing. Like the burger was like half an inch thick. It was so sloppy. They have their like shack sauce or whatever sauce there is. And it just like, it just wasn't good. The fries were good. They're crinkle cut fries and they're like nice and crispy on the outside. So I was like, okay, I give the fries like an eight out of 10, but the burger was, I was not impressed. I was like, I can't believe I paid $10 for this. Oh, yeah. That's the worst when you're like, I, I always put it in pennies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just think about it. <laughs> you spent, and when I was a server, it was like, you had to work this many hours of tips to get this meal. So I'm always like quality over quantity. And it's mm-hmm. a constant reminder. I'm like, I'd rather have the world's best cheesecake than like a lot of really sad cheesecake yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> And it's not like being picky. I'm just trying to be selective. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> um, okay, most unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I tried to, and it, it was like the only place by like our high school, but I like never want to go to Sonic. Um, that sounds really terrible. but like I get I, it though. I don't, like growing up with In-N-Out and stuff, mm-hmm. I look at Sonic and I'm like, I don't understand what's amazing. I get the, like, many different drinks of sugar. I'm also, like, not a super sweet person. Yeah. Um, grew up playing ball with, like, her dad was the Sonic owner. Really nice guy. But I was just never, like, when people are like, we're going to Sonic, I'd rather just go home and... Not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, cool. And then cookout, it's always like, yes, let's do cookout. And then you're, like, 20 minutes later, like, why did I do that? <laughs> like... Ah, it's like it was so cheap. Regret. Yeah, I'm like, but it was so cheap. They opened a cookout <laughs> um, in my college town my junior year, and it was like, all not all my friends, but like a good group of my friends. Like we all turned 21 our junior year, so like we we spent lots of time at Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time my friend had gone out of town for the weekend, and we my college had like a bus system that it would take you to like the nearest cities within right. like a few hours and um she had taken the bus back and I picked her up from campus and was going to take her back to her apartment and she was like 
would you kill me if I asked you to swing by cookout on the way? And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So I went through the drive-thru at cookout and got, we each got dinner and she got onion rings. Ugh. Which are delicious, yeah. but my car smelled like cookout <laughs> onion rings for a week. Yeah, it's not a good smell. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was like driving with all my windows down. I was like, get the smell out. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Oh man, let's see. Uh, what's one of your guilty pleasures? <laughs> Speaking of fast Sorry, food. Yeah, I was like, well, food is a lot of it most of the time. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Um, I feel like I have a handful personally. Mine are um, all food related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it involves, I think the best picture of like moment to myself, guilty pleasure is like I get home, I like take my pants off, like mm -hmm. they're off and then I put on a movie that I just know all the words to probably, yep. but I still want to watch it and then I just do whatever. Yeah. Like it's whether it's like I'll, so most of the time I'll actually cook and then like just mm -hmm. chill and that's like a slight guilty pleasure because I'm like, ooh. Um. <laughs> Someone was telling me recently, and I'm going to like hate myself because I can't remember who was telling me this, but doing nothing is doing something. That's true. Like it's okay to do nothing. I think the biggest reminder is um, my friends are always saying like they just want to eat, pray, love life. And I'm like, okay, like that's a th that quote where they're like, Americans, you think like doing nothing is this when it's like not the real like value of treat yourself. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we are like treat yourself and it's like, we should consume X amount of calories to be treating ourselves. And, like, it, it could also be other things. Yeah. I think lately, for me, it's been, like, treating yourself is, like, I really want to go bike ride mm -hmm. on the, the river walk. Okay. Treated myself. You know, yeah. it's just, like, to me, I was, like, wow, we really did because I was so, like, oh. Um, but that and ice cream. Yes. Like, I had to go down on dairy, but I still, that and, like, a full rack of ribs mm -hmm. just can't stop me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is takeout fried rice. Oh, yeah. Like, I have tried to make my own fried rice, yeah. and I love 210 Jack's fried rice, oh, but mm -hmm. sometimes I just really need, like, $5 <laughs> takeout fried rice. <laughs> and not not necessarily with my fried rice, but wavy potato chips. Oh, Like, yeah. specifically wavy potato chips. Mine would be barbecue chips. Ooh. I know. I could just... Go to town. That's why I try not to buy them. Like, <laughs> try to have a really controlled environment in my kitchen. Me too. Because <laughs> I know myself. Like, I'm just one of those, if it's in there, like, I'll consume it all. I'm really big on, like, not wasting a lot of food because mm -hmm. I, like, generally feel bad if I do. So, yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's awesome. Says the girl who has four boxes of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are going to wrap up there for the evening. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's super exciting stuff. Um, where can people go to follow you on the internet? Um, right now it's just the Facebook page. It's DJ Cherry Music. Um, there's a picture of me on there. Awesome. <laughs> um, I totally forgot to say this earlier, but you have like the automatic, like built-in awesome music <laughs> name. <laughs> I love when everyone's like, so are you going to be a DJ or like, is that your real name? I'm like, no, that legit is my name. <laughs> But it's, like, built-in awesome. <laughs> so props to my parents again. Yeah, awesome. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful talking and catching up with you. Heck yeah, thank had not, you. Had not seen you in quite a long time. No, it feels good. Yeah, awesome. We should do this more often. Agreed. Yes. Um, 
once again, thank you so much for joining me. This has been another episode of the Nougabelle podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. This ain't a song for the broken hearted No silent prayer for the fate departed I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice, you're gonna shout it out loud it's my life and it's now or never I ain't gonna live forever I just wanna live while I'm alive It's my life, mine is like an open highway Frankie said I did it my way I just want to live while I'm alive It's my life This is for the one who stood there ground For Tommy and Gina who never backed down I was getting hard to make no mistake Luck ain't even lucky, gotta make her own break It's my life and it's now or never I ain't gonna live forever I just wanna live while I'm alive It's my life, but it's like an open Don't bend, don't back, baby, don't back down And it's my life and it's now or never I ain't gonna live forever I just wanna live while I'm alive It's my life, my life is like an open highway Frankie said I did it my way I just wanna live well